All right, construction champions, it's your host, Ron Newsbaum, and we're here for another amazing episode of Construction Champions Podcast, where we dive into what it takes to be a champion in the construction industry. I have another fantastic guest here with me today. Maggie, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Ron, for having me. I'm so excited. Awesome. So why don't you take uh, some time here and tell all the construction champions out there a little bit about yourself and what got you to sitting here today having this interview? Okay. Okay. I'll try to be quick. <laughs> you know, our stories are always long, but let's just try to be quick. So my name is Maggie Paratin. I'm a business and leadership coach. I live in Canada in the greater metropolitan Toronto area with my husband and we're a blended family, four kids. We speak sort of three languages in our household, some Polish, English, and some French on top of it. Um, but what got me here today? So I'm an immigrant to Canada, so I came from Poland. And when I came, I stumbled across con construction-related industry, which is a facility management industry, where big companies outsource anything to do with their facilities to companies like I used to work for. And I spent my career, most of my corporate career there doing different positions, you know, from project management to people leadership, to business analytics, service delivery, process improvement, like you name it, I've probably done it. And at some point I realized that I wanted to just focus on what brought me most passion and fulfillment, which was coaching and developing people. So helping people grow. And so I took that and also my passion for business. I think it's creative. I think it's strategic and it's fun. And that's how I became, you know, business coach. And there was like a burnout in between there somewhere <laughs> that got me thinking. But ultimately, you know, in a nutshell, that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm super excited to have you here today and to be able to have this conversation around being a construction champion. So I'm going to ask you the million dollar question, and that is what makes a construction champion? Okay. So you know what? That, that's kind of aligned with what I did. <laughs> so like, it's a perfect, I love this question. I think what makes a construction champion is two things. Of course, you're a champion of construction where you can deliver your service or whatever you do at the highest possible level, right? So to your clients or to your employer, however, wherever you are, where whatever you do brings the most impact to the people you serve, right? Mm -hmm. And the only way you can do it when you yourself operate at the highest possible level when you're a high performer, meaning you think at your best, you feel at your best, and you operate at your best. And what I want to say that, you know, like being in um, facility management, and I know in construction is the same, it's a super great and fulfilling business, but it's busy. And it can lead to a lot of overwork, and it can lead to burnout. And the thing is, when you're overworked and when you're super tired, you can't operate at your best, right? You make mistakes, you miss things, you maybe get irritable, you are not thinking at your most creative best, and therefore, it's hard to serve at your best to your clients and so on, right? So I think what makes the champion is like really operating at your best so you can serve at your best, that makes any sense. 
That absolutely makes sense. I, I I love this this topic here because in in construction, all too often what we hear is I'm just so busy. I'll get to that when I can, or mm-hmm. you know I really need to do that, but I'm just too busy to get it done right now. So mm-hmm. how do we go about not being so busy or how I it's not that we're busy. It's just there's so much going on, especially when you're running a company. Yeah. And you're trying to get jobs in the ground. How, yeah. how do you get past that just busyness? You know what? You busyness is a state that we feel, right? And it's I'm gonna like say something that might be like, what? <laughs> okay, like where people maybe in this industry haven't heard yet. But it's our thoughts that create the busyness. It's not the amount of work because the amount of work can be neutral. One person can look at the amount of work and say, yep, I can plow through it, no problem, and have no maybe negative feeling and feel overwhelmed by it, right? And then there is a person who will look at that and will feel overwhelmed and so on. And I want to say there is a limit at some point, right? Like where everybody gets like, it's just crazy. But part of it is how we approach things and so on. Now, what I want to say, when you have your own business, especially construction business, there will always be more things to do than you really have time. And in that case, I've been in facility management. Like I was a facility manager. I actually managed like 1.2 billion, million square feet of properties for like a, almost like a, like a UPS company, but Canadian version of it. There was always more to do than I could actually do. But what helps, like, you got to prioritize, okay? You need to have certain boundaries. And you also need to understand that working on your business is equally important to working in your business. And so working in your business is delivering the service and doing the operational day-to-day to make sure that, you know, you follow through with commitments, money is coming in and so on. Working on your business is being the CEO and doing things that prepare the business for continued growth long-term that doesn't stretch it and that allow you to also create some sort of harmony between your personal life and business life. Okay. And it can be done. It truly can. I coach my clients on it. But depending on where you are, if you're on the pendulum, I'm I'm always overwhelmed and and I'm always overwhelmed and working and I can see like getting yourself out of it can take time and you might need like a mentor or somebody to help you. But it can be done because when you work on your business, you think strategically, you can be proactive, you can prevent certain emergencies or unexpected things that might be happening to you right now because you don't have time to think about it, okay? And you can set your business for success to absorb more clients. Like for example, Ron, like installing your app, right? And think about, okay, I have three clients now, but my business keeps growing. By the end of the year, I'll have 50. Can I manage 50 clients with my pen and paper the way I'm doing now? And if you ask yourself that question, the answer will probably be no. So what's next? Okay, well, let me see if there is some technology that could help me. Let me spend a little bit of time researching that, right? So when you sort of put like working on the business and in the business 
the equal importance and commitment, you can create harmony and scale sustainably. Equal importance and commitment doesn't mean equal amount of time. Okay, I'm not saying here now drop everything you're doing and start sitting behind the desk and so on. It's sometimes it's not a lot of time, especially beginning in the beginning. It could be just couple or three hours a week. But when you do that, it will start paying, you know, dividends. And then I always say, you know, I went through a burnout in construction related industry and when I did, I started thinking like there has to be a better way. I need to start operating better. So I went on the path of high performance habits where now I teach to my clients and creating those habits for myself that set certain boundaries, make me more focused, organized and effective also allowed me to accomplish more, way more to what I used to do in the same amount of time. So when you come, when you combine this, the way you operate, with the way you run your business that's more strategic, more proactive, you can truly thrive and not burn yourself out and not feel you're always busy and so on. And how we know it's possible because there's companies out there and there's business owners out there that are thriving and they're not busy all the time and they're not complaining about it, right? So it's in our power. It might not be easy in the beginning, but it's in our power to get there. So how do we work through those thought processes? Like you, you, you had mentioned it's it's all in the mind on if we're busy or not. How, how do we work through some of that so we can start dedicating some of that time to working on the business? Mm-hmm. And I think that it sounds like that's at the very beginning, just strategically planning yeah. the future. Yeah. So I would tell you like how I go about it with my clients, right? So I usually ask them, like, we start with understanding where do they want to be? And depending on where they are, sometimes looking out three years might be too big for them. And that's not in detail, but kind of, right? So sometimes even we're looking a year in advance. Okay, where do I want my business to be a year from now? If I could have it my way, where do I want to be, right? And then going backwards and then what would that mean in terms of okay this is like the income and so on but to deliver that income or to create that income how many clients is that or how many projects is that right and now i'm looking okay if i need x amount of projects to do to have that income by the end of the year if i'm looking at my current situation can i do that or do i need help right can i do it with my current crew my current staffing or not if the answer is not You can't just go on hoping that will magically happen. You got to start preparing for it, right? Mm -hmm. So once you kind of break it down and understand, okay, so if I cannot do it with my current situation, what do I need to do, right? Then you can start taking steps towards it. And in order to start taking steps towards it, you need to create time for those steps. So it could be, okay, So I would need to hire somebody, let's just say, right? Like I just need to hire, maybe I have crew and a half and I could make another crew, but I need a couple of people, right? So I'm usually getting busy. I'm in construction, busy season, right? Snow melts, ground, like at least in Canada, (laughs) ground defrauds, like busy season starts about March, June, March, April, right? Like it gets really busy um, because then you can can build and stuff. So, So maybe... And knowing that, for example, it takes time to find good people, right? There is a shortage and people in trades and so on. 
let's say it might take me a month to find somebody. So I should start the process now in March or in February rather than wait till I'm overwhelmed and I even have less time to think about it and things are coming at me so I can hire the best, I give myself the best possibility to find a good candidate and hire and think it through. That as I call it, desperate hire, okay? Desperate hire never works. I tried it, never worked. <laughs> so you're like, end up spending more time and effort when you're desperate hiring, right? So that's how you wanna do it. But that's when, but you need to create time to think about it, right? You need to create at least like an hour a week. If you're doing nothing, even if you create an hour a week, maybe first thing Friday morning, you don't go to the job site right away, you create or you get up, you know, you you do somehow. Like I usually help my clients figure that out. But I always say if you had to create an hour, let's say out of the blue, your child needed you to take them for an hour every week, something, and you couldn't say no, you would have created that hour. How would that be? Right. So if you had to create an hour a week, where would that be? and then start there. And you will see that as you see improvements, as you see that things actually work, you'll wanna create more, right? Part of it is also understanding, okay, what is it that I'm doing that is the most important? What is it that maybe I shouldn't be doing or maybe I should be streamlining, right? Or what is it that maybe I can delegate, right? Maybe I hire an admin assistant. Maybe instead of trying to do my own bookkeeping, I give a bookkeeper right? So to create some of that time. So there's many ways to go about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. That is such a, a great way to look at it. When, you, when you're talking about just breaking down the next 12 months, where do I need to get to and how do I get there? That, yeah. that creates an environment where it's not overwhelming. It's something yeah. that everybody yeah. can say, hey, here's where I want to go. And then start to put that plan together. And then- yeah hour a week these are these are very achievable yeah. easy starting points for somebody to start figuring out what is that vision where are we headed what yeah. do i even want this company to look look like in the future so yeah. as you work through some of this what are what would you say is the number one herder that you have to work through with most owners with most owners at first, it's to switch their minds. It's like there isn't any other way. I have to be in the, you know, in the Marons one. So it's starting to switch them and create. And, you know, the, the an hour a week that we first create is the hour they coach with me, right? So once they start seeing that that hour is very productive, that we're, we're, they're thinking strategically, they're, they're most likely to do it. Then, so once that, then sometimes the hurdle is of unlearning the ways of doing, we've always done this way and that I always did, right? So unlearning certain patterns to then incorporate more proactive patterns, right? So even because there is a difference between us logically understanding the concept and logically knowing but then integrating it when our brain doesn't resist it, because our brain usually resists new things, right? People that can change, we don't like change. So it's like, oh, I've always done it, it kind of went over. Sometimes it's sometimes like 
that the known evil is better than unknown benefit. You know, our brain prefers that naturally. That's how we operate by humans. So sometimes our brain will resist. And I will give you an example. Like I, I worked with a client who is a renovation contractor about like hiring, right? So I was like, okay, you're going to get busy. Very good contractor, really, you know, demanded. And, and, and you're going to get busy in the next three months. Can you deliver X amount of projects as we program with your current, as we projected with your current crew? And he says, no, I can't. Like, okay, like how many people do you know? Like at least a couple of, you know, general labor and like a project manager. So it took him a couple of weeks to start the hiring process, even though during the our coaching session, we went through the process, we made it easy, we created the posting. But it took him a couple of weeks. And what it came down to is him feeling uncomfortable to do it because he didn't have the projects signed and guaranteed yet. And the brain was like, well, but I don't have this work. What if? Right. But then it's like, I'm telling him, it's not like you have to hire the person. You need to start the process because you don't know how long it takes you. Right. Once you get to the, the, the time where you have a person, then you can decide if you need to you know, postpone a little bit or have a conversation with them. And, you know, usually good people have a job so they can stay in the job and then they can wait to give their notice. You know, like there's, again, there's many solutions you get. But so that resistance sometimes is that, like that's the biggest word. Once you go through that, it's actually flowing and it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a getting over that first hurdle, the first yes. taking that proactive yes. action understanding that it is better. Yeah. It's not how we've always done it. It really, it truly is better to be proactive with this stuff, have systems and continue to grow that way. But I, I completely understand with what you're talking about is that, you know, that's how we've just always done it. Or, you know, yeah. it's the pain point of having to be a little bit uncomfortable for the long-term comfort. Like that's what yes. you actually create. Yeah. It's a more comfortable lifestyle. I know we mentioned so much here on construction champions over the last about 30 episodes is, you know, you started a business for a reason mm -hmm. and you want to yes. be, you want to be able to go enjoy that, whether it was yes. family time, vacations, money, cars, yes. whatever that was, we, we tend to lose sight of that. Yes. Yes, because sorry, because I always say like, if you are to like hate your business or be so overwhelmed when you can enjoy it, you might as well have a job nine to five. You go there. Maybe you're not as happy, but you're miserable here anyway. <laughs> but then you close at five and you're like, I don't care. I'm done. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I could. I couldn't agree more in it, but it's about just being a little uncomfortable. Like, I think we lose yeah. sight of how uncomfortable it was to make the transition to being mm -hmm. out on our own. Mm -hmm. and we, find, we, you know, we go through this period of a lot of uncomfortableness yeah. where we're yeah. leaving that nine to five. And then we yeah. finally find some comfort. We yeah. have some success, but yeah. we want to continue to grow. And we're not, not that we're afraid to become uncomfortable again. We just finally found some comfort. <laughs> it's yes. like, Oh, I got to go out here, but you know, yeah. we, we couldn't rely on how it always was. I, I'm a, yeah. 
I'm a major component of that, of just continuing to grow, continuing to educate yourself. So I love what you're saying about this. Yeah. You know what? It's kind of like going to the gym. Okay. And, or maybe doing a sport that you enjoy. I hate going to the gym. So maybe that's not a big thing. But like maybe doing a sport that you enjoy, you know, it's good for you and you might enjoy it, but like starting is always kind of, ah, you know, I need to get ready and so on. But once you get ready and go out there, then you enjoy the process, but then you enjoy the long-term benefits when you stay consistent with it, right? And I also wanted to say that like once you're your own boss and you are in entrepreneurship and you want to continue growing, you did sign yourself up for, <laughs> for keep for the growth, right? Because your business cannot outgrow you and outgrow your mind. So therefore you need to grow first as the leader of your business, as I say to my clients, for your business to grow. And growth always happens outside of the comfort zone, right? So once you accept it and start enjoying the process of whom you become through that growth, it also makes it easier. Because ultimately, as you say, the long-term benefits are priceless. And even short-term benefits, there are some. I promise. <laughs> I think you just hit the nail on the head with the, the comment about your business can't outgrow your mind. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. as business leaders have to continue to grow if we expect our business to grow with yes. us. It's just not going to all of a sudden one day you're going to wake up and the business is going to double and you're the same person. No, you have to no. become the person that can lead a business that's twice the size or three times that's the size, right. 10x. That's what it's really about is becoming that's that. Right. Leader. And that's what you're talking about here. This has been some amazing information today. I love the conversation. So if anybody wanted to reach out to you or follow you or connect with you, where's the best ways to do that? So I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Maggie Perotin, P-E-R-O-T-I-N. I'm on Instagram under my name as well. My website is stairwaytoleadership.com. So it's all about growing, going up on the stairway to leadership. So stairwaytoleadership.com. And I also have a podcast that's called Diamond Effect, where, you know, I talk about things that I coach on. So if you want to know more about what I coach on this one, you can uh, tune into the podcast as well. Awesome. Great information today. Maggie, thank you for being a guest here on the Construction Champions podcast. Thank you so much, Ron, for having me. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Awesome. So Construction Champions, another episode where we really laid out the fundamentals of how to get to where you want to go. If you're trying to grow, look at it from a year. Look at it from two years. Look at it at three years in backtrack from there. This is go setting 101. Don't do something that's overly overwhelming just because you feel like that's what you have to do. The thing is, is we have to do stuff that's implementable, stuff that you would do. We're already getting outside of our comfort zone by doing these things. So don't get out so far outside your comfort zone that you end up not doing what you're supposed to be doing. There's been great actionable advice on here. I recommend everybody go look in the mirror. Ask yourself, how much am I really growing? Because I want my business to grow. And in order for that to grow, I have to become somebody completely different. I know in the last year, I've grown so much. 
as I've continued to grow my business. And I want the same for all you champions out there. So don't be afraid of that and have a clear understanding of the leader you need to be. In order to get to be, in order to get to where we want to go, you have to know where you're going. So construction champions, go be the champion you were meant to be this week.